Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast, where today we will be discussing getting Masons together on the Zoom platform. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. Tools Masonic Podcast. I'm Matthew Apple, a Freemason here in the jurisdiction of the Grand Lodge of Washington, along with very worshipful brother David Colbeth, who's with me here in Washington, and our other usual host, uh, worshipful brother Stephen Chung from the Grand Lodge of British Columbia in the Yukon. And we have not one but two guests with us here today. We have Brother Owen Davies, who's currently the Senior Deacon of St. George's Lodge in uh, up in British Columbia, and Steve Martin, he was currently the Grand Lecturer of the Grand Lodge of Washington. Uh, so welcome, guys. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. So this uh, topic got started because very worshipful brother Steve Martin has been uh, running a series of meetings on Zoom for the brothers in District 8 in Washington here. And he, uh, we sort of admired his platform and what he had going on there and the number of people he had attending and the topics and stuff. And we said, hey, we can get him on our podcast. So, <laughs> uh, so Steve, um, would you mind providing some details of what it is you you do on that meeting? Uh, sure. So, when when we went into uh, the shelter in place and they they shut down all the lodges, uh, the current deputy Larry Foley uh, has a resource team here in District Eight. And and let me go back a little bit before the shutdown he was trying to get the resource team to go out to the different lodges and provide education and training at the lodges. Cause we were having a hard time getting people to come to us when I was deputy and when the deputy before me, uh, it was just hard to get another meeting to get people to show up at. So he started talking about doing where the resource team would go to a lodge and present education. Then of course, coronavirus happened and everything got shut down and, and he was asking me about um, ways that we could still do that with the resource team. And, and I actually thought about you guys because I had just seen your podcast and, and thought, hey, you know, let's, uh, let's try this Zoom thing out and see what we can't do. And so I created the Zoom account and, and decided to do a, a weekly um, just discussion about a particular topic. And then we would have a question and answer session. So our, our first presenter uh, was Right Worship Brother Cameron Bailey, the um, Senior Grand Warden. And his topic was about mentorship and mentoring and the importance of, of providing good mentors to newer Masons. Uh, we had, I believe, 25 people in that, that meeting. Um, and then we did... Uh, next was Worship Brother Andre DeWalt. 
and he was talking about prayer and lodge and and the you know uh, praying to God versus praying to the um, supreme architect and and just the difference in that and it's just kind of caught on and and every meeting that we've done we've had at least twenty brothers show up to the the virtual meetings and it's been very very therapeutic for me because I didn't realize how much of an extrovert I really am. And, and so it's been, it's been a great, a great tool. And and I plan on continuing once the lodges go back to meeting, I plan on continuing doing it at least once a month as I presumably move forward in the grand line. The rest of us noticed that you were an extrovert just for the record. It it was not a secret (laughs) to everybody else. Well, we thought it was a great idea what you're doing, and uh, we were actually trying to figure out a way we could implement uh, using Zoom in our district uh, after we heard about what you were doing. I thought, hey, what a great idea. Um, Whether we had topics or not, we could figure out some sort of platform to use Zoom and get everybody together. And we have an adjoining district that would probably join us uh, on this uh, adventure. And um, so we were quite pleased to be able to come and participate today. And thank you for the invite for that. Um, sure would like to come back and, and see your next couple of uh, presenters because those topics are, are quite intriguing to me. And uh, I invited Owen to come along because he's one of the younger members from the other lodge that also um, they're very progressive that way. They uh, have all the new cool modern tools and technology and things that, uh, the young kids know more about today than, than us. And uh, uh, I thought he'd be instrumental in, in helping us get this going up here. So that's why I invited him. Well, I think the, the idea would just get people um, so excited. Our newer guys, a lot of them have joined for the fraternity, um, just the fellowship of Freemasonry itself. Um, they've got more interested in the allegory, the moral lessons as they've been Masons, but getting everybody around in to do maybe 10, 15 minutes of education over Zoom and then followed up by 10 or 15 minutes of just casual catch-up and checking in on everyone, I think we'd get great attendance on that. And we have nothing else um, going on right now. A lot of guys are probably crying for fraternity more than ever. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's kind of the the uh, direction that, that I took on it as well is, is have some kind of a topic, some kind of a, again, education or presentation discuss that and then when that's over then we usually have a like we do in in my lodge we have what we call an after hours um after the lodge meeting we all go downstairs and we just just talk and and it's been it's been really good not only for me but for a lot of other people too i think so about how long are these conversations typically uh typically we go about an hour um it's you know probably a 20 minute to a 30 minute presentation and then uh, you know, a 20 to 30 minute discussion afterwards generally. And we haven't seen a lot of people that have been jumping off of the call, you know, as, as the presentation's done, everybody is pretty engaged in the conversation afterwards. And, and, you know, I go back to uh, what, what really gave me this idea was when I was the chairman of leadership training, I changed the format of the leadership retreat to where when I, when I took over, it was, 
it was classes after classes after classes. And then you went to dinner and then after dinner you did classes and classes and classes. Then you went to bed, hopefully to sleep a little bit. You got up in the morning and it was classes and classes and classes. Well, I changed the format and I got rid of all of the evening classes after dinner. There were, there were no educational classes after dinner. What we did instead is we had an open bar at the bar at the, the, uh, the conference. And we just talked about what we learned during the day. We just had conversation to talk about what we learned about because everybody told me that, you know, the biggest thing about the leadership retreat was the connections that you make there was the, all of the people that you meet, all of the things that you learn from other people. And when I took over, we weren't doing that. We weren't learning from others because we were always in class. So we started doing the conversations afterward. The guys, the, the brothers that were there loved it. And I think they're still doing that today. Yeah, it's, it's important to have that time to digest what you've, what you've just seen and getting to talk it over with somebody else and, and figure out their perspective is, is always valuable. So, so Steve, um, Steve, how do you get the, how do you get the word out to your district or to other members? So what I've been doing for our district is we have a symbolic lodge officers council. Um, and, and I've been sending it to the, the secretary and the officers of the, the lodge officers council. And then they send it out to all of the masters and secretaries in our district who then send it out to their, their lodges. Uh, I've also included um, you know, the, the grand officers, uh, the grand line, the grand secretary, I've, I've considered sending it out to the other deputies, um, you know, cause we're not, we're not, uh, we're not doing this just for district eight. We're doing it for Masons. And, and I'm, we've, we've had brothers from, uh, Florida join in on our calls. We've had brothers from Nevada join in on our calls. We've had brothers from Arizona join in on our calls. And, it's it's just again for me a great thing. I, I love doing it. And now all the way from Canada. <laughs> so just to make something clear, this meeting is not a it's not a lodge meeting, right? You're not voting on things or or reading the minutes. Oh, abs- absolutely not. It's it's a strictly a conversation about masonry, um, and it's an open conversation, and it's. Again, we, we create a topic, figure out who's going to do the presenting. That person talks about it, and then we discuss what they've talked about. And, and there's, there's no ritual work. There's no opening and closing. There's no minutes. There's, there's none of that. So there's no requirement that you're a, a master mason or anything to attend? It's just whoever shows up? That's correct. In fact, um, we've had uh, fellow crafts. I believe we've had entered apprentices. Haven't had any non-masons yet. Um, but I don't know that that would even matter. I, I hadn't really thought of that, but again, we're not doing anything monitorial or anything like that. So it's, it's free to anybody. So, you know, that format is kind of actually identical to my more light nights that I started in Prince Charles Lodge, uh, where we meet on the fourth Thursday of every month. And, Somebody has a topic to present, and then we sit around and we talk about it. And uh, I think that actually I might think about converting it into a Zoom thing to be able to be more inclusive of those in the neighboring districts that 
would like to come, mm-hmm. but you know, to drive a couple hours to come to a, a, a more light night, which is usually a couple of hours, uh, and then drive a couple hours home, that's a long night for a lot of these guys. So uh, I, I really uh, uh, might piggyback off of that. Yeah. Well, and, and again, that's why I will probably continue it after the, uh, the shelter in place is over. And, you know, I will, I will work with the deputy and continue to do it for District 8. But, you know, I might continue to do it for myself as well and, and just do it on a different night um, and, and see how it goes. It's just, it's, it's so much fun. I thank you guys for getting me started in it. <laughs> Well, glad we had a positive influence there. <laughs> Probably the only we, positive influence we've ever had, but you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of fun in our podcast, and um, uh, I'm I'm very glad that we have managed to continue doing this for a little over a year now, and um, I think that uh, more things like this and and what you're doing is going to uh, do nothing but good things for our uh, our uh, fraternal organization. I, I noticed that there was a message from Ohio. One of the Masons here locally shared it to me. Uh, Grandmaster of Ohio made an edict that lodges are permitted to open and close, but it's a declaration basically or almost in uh, ample form to some extent. It's not true ample form, but it's basically they declare the lodge open so there's no ritual, but then they conduct they can conduct business virtually via Zoom or whatever platform they want to use. And then... Uh, they would declare the lodge closed. And so I don't know what you guys think about doing something like that for lodges. So there's no, of course, uh, no ritual, no secret work performed virtually, but uh, so a lodge could function or lodge, or, or would it be better? I think our grandmaster has said basically the same thing, just go ahead and pay the bills, but not officially meet as a lodge. Yeah. Uh, and my lodge actually did something, something like that uh, on our regular meeting night, which was Tuesday. Um, we we did a Zoom lodge meeting and didn't do any ritual or anything, but we talked about the business that needed to be taken care of while we're not able to meet. So I think it's a great idea. Well, isn't uh, St. George's doing something very similar? Don't they have a BOGP coming up or something that they're doing with this? Yeah, we're doing our board of general purposes, and it's even um, uh, the topic and the minutes are even more informal than they usually would be. It's a check-in on where everyone's at in their personal life, seeing if anyone needs relief or help. So we're, we're doing what we can because strange times call for, you know, strange changes. And there's still stuff that needs to be dealt with in the lodge um, that's formal. Um, can't do ritual, wouldn't do ritual, but keeping it open so that we can keep some of the projects we've had going moving. Um, we have a lot in the pipe like most lodges. So some flexibility is, is called for. I, I still love that idea of board of general purposes. I love the, the sound of it. It, it. Steve, basically it's a, just an officer's meetings, but basically that's what it is an officer's meeting. But I like the, the idea that it's called board of general purposes. It makes it sound so much more important. Uh, and, and maybe our officers would actually attend. Sorry guys. Uh, uh, <laughs> if, we, if we had a board of general purposes, but I like that idea. And we, we just had our, our temple board or a building management board meeting last Monday via Zoom. And I think our master is working on our lodge meeting, which will be coming up this Monday. And, uh, the board of, of, I'm sorry, go ahead, Matt. So there do seem to be a, uh, several different groups. I know uh, in here in District 2, we've got, there are a couple of lodges that are, that are trying to meet uh, more frequently. 
um, on, on this sort of platform just to, to keep track of each other. Some watches are doing it weekly even. They would normally only meet monthly, but now they're, they're doing it weekly to, to keep track of people. And uh, our lodge did one the other day, and we, we had a guy from Wisconsin who moved to Wisconsin in 2006, and we, I haven't seen his face since then. And he, he showed up to the Zoom meeting. So it was, it was pretty cool that we got to, to touch base with guys like that. Excellent. So the, the Board of General Purposes, is that similar to our Symbolic Lodge Officers Council where all of the officers from the district get together and meet and talk about things in the district? No. no. Um, in, in our area, <clears throat> Board of General Purposes where all the real business is actually done and discussed. Um, all members of the lodge are invited. Uh, from the entered apprentice to all the past masters. And um, we have all of our heavy conversation about whatever topics are need to be dealt with there so that there's nothing but harmony inside the lodge. Mm -hmm. Anything that, that's contentious has been dealt with in Board of General Purpose meeting. And, uh, you know, in our lodge, we did this thing that um, uh, all of our... Um, we do a budget every year, which sets our, our dues amount. And it also, um, all of our bills automatically get paid because they're in our budget. Anything outside our budget we need to deal with in lodge. Other than that, everything's automatic. So um, in in the case of what St. George's is doing, it's not just a board of general purpose. They're, they're using it as a check-in and everything. Um, this is the first time you guys are doing it. Is that right, Owen? Yeah, we're, tr we're trying it out, and then I suspect that if it's well-attended and also productive, that they'll probably, we might even double it up. I wouldn't be surprised to twice a month. Um, we have a, I mean, we have a picnic. We had a scotch night that got canceled. We just want to check in on everybody. Um, I think twice a month is what it's going to take to keep it going. If it's not Board of General Purposes, then it's got to be Board of General Purposes and something else. I think two a month. Yeah, I think I think I've heard to some extent, like Matt was talking about how lodges, some lodges are Quebec sheep keeping a touch more. I've I've seen and heard about more of them having more weekly instead of monthly or biweekly instead of monthly meetings. I, you know, I kind of looked at my schedule and thought, man, there's a lot of virtual meetings, a lot of Zoom meetings happening, one almost every night, just like lodge. We're basically back <laughs> into commitments every night of the week almost on something going on. I know Steve can relate to Rainbow and so can Matt. Uh, and, and youth group meetings. And I had, you know, our board building board management on Monday. On Tuesday, I had either Scottish Rite or Demolay I could attend. You know, and tonight I've got a couple of meetings and on the weekend I've got Rainbow and there's there's lots going on. Uh, are you guys finding that too, that there's now, there was, yeah, there's a little bit of a gap, like what do we do? And then now all of a sudden our calendars are being filled, which is great. Yeah, yes, I, exactly that. I, I went from, from, you know, when we first started to not having any Masonic meetings for like a week. And then all of a sudden I had four in one week. So yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. And I, I run the Masonic calendar for the, for both uh, district 10 and district nine. And the um, calendar has been really empty. You know, our, our, my social, my social calendar is totally opened up and now it's being filled up with all these zoom meetings. So mm -hmm. I, I am noticing exactly that David and, uh, I think it's a great thing because uh, uh, I'm able to stretch myself a lot wider than than uh, normal because Zoom is online, right? Exactly. I I, I have a uh, 2018 uh, car that has 50,000 miles on it, 
And so when I first purchased that car, you know, and for the last two years, I fill up with gas every other day. I'm filling the tank. Usually on the weekends, I'm going to fill up three times on the weekend. I haven't put gas in that thing in a week and a half. <laughs> but you're still seeing everybody. That's and cool I'm thing. still seeing everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know just to echo what everyone else has said. Yeah. I, I've had, well, counting our podcast recording on Sunday, I've had everything you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and now Thursday this week. And tomorrow my son has a DMLA meeting at the same time my daughter has a rainbow meeting. So it's going to be, it, we're going to try to figure out who's going to sit where and use what computer and yeah. Yeah, we in our our dining area, if you will. I have a old older TV. It's a big old flat screen. So I set that up with a laptop in front of it, so the girls have their Zoom events with their, they have Zoom you know, play games with their friends and uh, their virtual meetings with Rainbow and whatever, so they can sit at the table there with this big fifty inch <laughs> monitor essentially. So it's almost like they're with them. It's almost you know life size basically. So it is kind of really interactive. It's kind of fun for them to be able to do that. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow evening, my wife and I are calling it date night. Since both of the kids are going to be at their, their computer meetings, we're going to sit and watch a TV show we want to watch. That's great. Yeah, so, you know, and I, and I think this will continue. I, th I think that, uh, you know, they always say that, that something good comes out of something bad. And I think this is something good that's going to come out of this is that we will continue to see virtual Masonic discussions, virtual meetings, if you will, um, as, as this loosens up and and i think that that's a good thing because we can keep in touch with people that are out of state we can teach keep in touch with people in canada we can <laughs> we can you know for the the older members that can't make it to lodge we can get to their houses and set them up so that they can join these meetings some of them are going to need help with that but but i i see this as a a positive that's going to come out of this whole bad situation most definitely. And, and you know what the beautiful part about the, the idea of doing more light night through this medium is that I can, I have much more resources to draw from. Like, you know, uh, look who we've had on our podcast. Uh, you know, we've had sovereign grand commanders. We've had so many different guys on, on our podcast that uh, the topics and, and presenters become endless um, for education. And if uh, I have my way and I get access to the Grand Lodge Zoom account, well, one of them, they have two. So I, I should be able to use one for education purposes. And uh, if I can get monthly education meetings like this going, uh, I think it's going to be a great thing. And, and uh, like you say, last a long time. So that, one of the things that has been also popularized in the news and because so many people are on Zoom or this kind of platform, uh, virtual platforms. But again, Zoom has kind of taken a beating in the news about their security issues. And I, you know, our, our recording on Sunday, our last recording on Sunday night, we all logged in and we said, hey, what's up with the password? Why is there a password? And so that's one thing that Zoom initiated was that all pa all accounts, basically by default, we're going to have a, a password uh, implemented and you could turn it off if you want to. But uh, we also, by default, was the ad admission feature. So I'm going to take a look at those technical things and see if we can turn that off. But what, what we, are you guys concerned at all about, you hear those Zoom bombers or Zoomers, whatever, they randomly fall in, especially if we're going to have any kind of Masonic. Again, we're not doing secret work necessarily, but if we did do something that maybe other people don't want to, uh, are you concerned about that at all? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with the idea that it's pretty secure. I, I think if somebody, my feeling is if somebody wants to get in and, then they probably are looking for something they want more information, more light. 
I'm of the I'm of the opinion there's more information online than in my head that I can share. So uh, if if they're online trying to get in, they probably have already found more information than I have to offer. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and after you know the United Grand Lodge of England did their Netflix series, I think there's some that's official information that's out there. I don't think they're going to get much secrecy or anything out of a Zoom meeting. They wouldn't get out of that series. Yeah. Well, my, my concern with that is, is the, not just the people that are going to hear what we're talking about, but the people that get in and then start sharing screens of, you know, pornographic images or whatever. And that, that concerns me a little bit, but that's why I keep the password. You know, I, I ask the people that we send it out to make sure you don't post it on a public Facebook page or a website or anything. Um, and then the waiting room, even though it's kind of a hassle, I, I like the waiting room because I can see who's coming in and, and I've, I've asked, I think, uh, Dave, were you on the, I think you were on, or maybe it was Jim when Owen showed up and I'm like, Hmm, Owen Davies. I don't know that name. I wonder, you know, so, you know, I, I think the waiting room is a good thing when you only have this many people, maybe it's not as important, but I, I, I like the, I like it. But as if by magic, it kind of follows our Masonic ritual to some extent, right? You got to have, you know, Owen, actually a junior deacon, right? So he, he's the guy at the door. So he would be the one can, maybe he's going to watch the participant list. So he would be one of the hosts or access to the host feature. So he can allow people into the room, uh, you know, if they're waiting to be allowed into the room. So I think there's talk about hopefully our grand lodge and I assume BC, if they follow, uh, we'll be able to have a live, a real in-person grand lodge uh, annual communication but there's a pretty high likelihood that we may not be able to have it. And so having some kind of a digital format for Grand Lodge or even again, our, our Masonic meetings to be able to have that waiting room feature where you can say, yeah, I know this guy, he's get to, he gets to go in. But then how do you, you know, how do you make sure that the room that they're in isn't protected as well? And I, I think that's up to the man that's part of the meeting to make sure that that's secure but that's a different thing. I, I, I've always thought it'd be, I guess there are what two, I've heard of two virtual lodges in the world. I know Matt's shaking and nodding his head. I know of two for sure. I'd be curious to know how they control that kind of thing. Or, or maybe they're not doing as secret work. Maybe you know, Matt. I've actually been to a meeting of a uh, Castle Island virtual lodge. They're out of uh, officially out of Manitoba, but like you said, it's an online thing. So they have officers from everywhere and it's, it's really cool. They actually do do the, the ritual opening and closing. Um, it's, it's it's great. Each members or each uh, mason attending is supposed to be uh, basically you you tile your own lodge area. You, you go in your office and close the door and and uh, keep it secure. There were, there were some guys that were in their cars. <laughs> it was kind of weird, but uh, they don't do the signs and obviously the grips and that sort of stuff. But they did have the the verbal opening and closing of the lodge. So how do they how did they verify that you were? a master mason or whatever so that you could go did you have to show them your dues card or verify yeah, we something to, we had to contact the secretary ahead of time and and scan my dues card and, and mail it to him along with you know what lodge and that sort of stuff and they verify it before you before they let you into the meeting so you actually had to contact the lodge before you visited to let them know you're coming hmm <laughs> that could have some low some real life consequences <laughs> yep yeah definitely yeah, I wouldn't mind checking that out if you've got a connection for me to email and introduce. And oh, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll dredge up the secretary's email address and send Well, it. maybe we should have him on the show. Hey, yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be great. There's the other one is Endeavor uh, Lodge in, and they're in the the state of Victoria in in uh, Australia, the big one down there, and then in Australia. And uh, they, I think they do a similar setup where they do the open, ritual opening and closing. I I was going to go to one of their meetings, but because they're in Australia, the it was at like three in the morning or something, and I decided that I you know, didn't want to go that badly. Yeah, well, <laughs> right, right up my alley. Yeah, if you can uh, if you can talk to them and see if they'd be interested in coming on our podcast i think that'd be a great uh, episode sure and and i think as far as the ritual goes you know I, I think i don't see an issue with doing ritualistic opening and closing if you are in a secure room or whatever like for me i couldn't do that because i'm in the middle of my living room basically and so you know it, I, I i could understand the reluctance to do that but if you are in a secure place for instruction why not? Mm -hmm. So on that note, um, we're, we're running to the end of our show here. Steve, I also know that you have a, a YouTube channel for your, your talks. Is that correct? Do you, do you know the name of it off the top of your head that you could? Uh, you know, I don't know if you can find it by then. It's, it's called Masonic Discussions. That's, that's all I named it. Now, I don't know if you can find that through YouTube or not. I haven't really. We'll be, we'll be sure to put a link into the show description here. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, you can contact any of the secretaries or masters in district eight or myself, um, or the deputy of the grand master in district eight, we can get you the link to the meetings. Um, we'd be happy to have you. Awesome. Thanks for being here today, Steve. And Owen, and do you have any, uh, let any me give a little, thoughts? let me give a little plug before we go here. So the next meeting will be, uh, Thursday. Our guest speaker will be very worshipful brother, John Lawson from the Tri-Cities area that we'll be talking about the anatomy of the closing charge. We're going to try to get him on as on the uh, working tools podcast as well. It's a, it's a great little uh, message that he's written. He's got some good backstory on that. So he'll, he'll be a guest eventually as well. And Owen, Hello. did you have any, uh, any thing you'd like to share on the way out here? Uh, thanks for having me. And, uh, I think during all this chaos that's going on, any brethren getting together digitally is the next best thing we're going to get for some time. Hopefully, hopefully you guys can implement that up in Kelowna. That'd be great. I'd love to eavesdrop on your meetings. If you guys would love that, let us have, let us be in. Yeah, of course. And Steve, anytime you want to talk about the uh, ritual competition, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely up for the ritual competition. That'd be, sounds like a lot of fun. Well, and on that note, um, I'd like to actually have one parting shot of my own. The I got the opportunity yesterday to record with the guys from the Masonic Light podcast out in, in central Pennsylvania. That's L-I-T-E, Light. And uh, the, the guys over there showed me, showed me a great time, and uh, it was great conversation. And so I just sort of want to say thank you to – I would name them all, but there were six of them there. And so Pete and Larry and all those guys that were over there, it was a, it was a really great time. And I want to say thanks, and they gave us a little publicity for our show, and we at least owe it to them to, to – shoot back so uh, thanks to the guys from the Sonic Light Podcast and with that on behalf of uh, David Colbeth and Stephen Chung and myself and our, our guests here today uh, very worship brother Steve Martin the Grand Lecturer and Owen Davies the Senior Deacon of St. George's Lodge up in Kelowna I want to say thank you all for, for coming and being here and we look forward to seeing you again next week bye keep safe guys <laughs> <laughs>